is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the kingdom as always my name is drums and i'm joined by the brothers behind king golf regan and jordan headley as we usually do we're heading up north see what's going on with our boy reg how you doing buddy good fellas i uh can officially announce on here i guess it'll be official by the time this gets released uh the sale of our house went through hey. and uh the sale of the new house went through so we can finally take that one off the market which will be a stress relief because it's the other one's been on the market the whole time, so it's it's kind of nice. When's the party? Um, party will be, <laughs> I don't know. We get possession May sixth, and our socials May fourteenth. So May thirteenth. Who knows? There's going to be a so party. May thirteenth is accurate. Um, big news. Get a couple more social guests from the pod. Welcome to the social, you guys. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll attend, maybe we won't. Um, the bad news about today is a wild day at work, stressful, full moon. They're always nuts on full moons. Uh, get full home. Moon. I get home, I decide to uh, snow blow outside, uh, snow blowing in, in between the two houses. And like literally, I did everything went into the backyard, blew like the first six feet out of the backyard and then came back out and I wanted to help the neighbor out and do like right along her house. So it was like my last pass of the day. And she had one of those uh, extension pipes coming out of her exhaust for the furnace. And I was like, so careful to miss it, like so careful. And then I was pressing forward and that little lever to control where the uh, snow goes, like just barely, I'm talking just barely touched that pipe just snaps off i'm like <laughs> fuck like i did the whole thing i avoided it like three times and it was the last pass of the day i'm like i should tidy that up a little more i get in there and i'm so careful and just like snap it just pops off so i'm like son of a bitch that's what you get so, I get a, a good guy. so that'll be my day tomorrow is uh getting the piping to fix that and going to fix it for good samaritan or, all that a boy or I'm moving you can repay her in other ways too. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get too far off the rails, George, what's going on with you? Top of the evening to you, boys. As uh, previously discussed on the YouTube intro, this is the first time in maybe 2020 that nobody has had COVID on the podcast. So it seems like the boys are going to have a good one tonight. we got lots to talk about in the world. Two years behind. What did I say? 2020. Oh, that's awkward. But the last two two years years to forget. Those are two years to count. TBH. Yeah, we've had COVID for two history books. (laughs) I thought it was two weeks. Slow down the spread. Anyways, um, where was I going with that? We're healthy. Yeah, we got lots work. to talk about. Uh, I don't know. We went to Regina on the weekend, Moose and I. Uh, we had a pretty good time there. We went and saw Britt, cousin Britt. Uh, went to some really strange bars. I don't know that I'll ever be back there personally. One was like a hole in the wall with a DJ. That was actually pretty good. But then we went to like a hookah bar Ooh. or something. It was. Did you, uh, world. did you smoke? I had like one hook. <laughs> like a hit? 
<laughs> long hook. Yeah, I think my lungs are still messed up from it. Actually, like Sounds tobacco like and my lungs don't uh, do well together. What flavor did you have? It was. It tasted really good though. It was like a spearmint, maybe. It tastes like a chunk of gum. Anyways, hey, where did I you go? Two, was it was it that strip of bars? Recommend. Was it that strip no of bars idea. with nothing on the other side of the street? Yeah, I think so. It sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. We got there fairly early and we played a drinking game with tequila shots. So I wouldn't say that my memory is the greatest. But, At the bar? Uh, no, before we went to the bar. Oh, I was going to say it must be nice money bags. Yeah. It's high school Just days again. Playing tequila shot games at the bar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's it. Had a good, uh, good weekend. It's nice to get away. But I've told you guys before, I went to Saskatoon for Rigo Stag, got COVID. Went to Pincher Creek one month ago, got COVID. So the third time I've left the province in the global pandemic. Let's see how I but do. Hookah. So far, so good. Got hooked. Got hooked. Yeah, it was a, it was weird, man. I don't know. Wouldn't recommend it, but anyways, it was fun. It was a good night. That Doctor Dalla has that in Brandon, doesn't he? What a hookah bar? What? Drums. How are you doing there, Super Stroker? Super Stroker, just stroking good. Uh, top notch over here, uh, except I am so sick of winter. I'm sick of being cold. I'm sick of having to take six showers a day because I'm fucking freezing. I'm sick of snow, no. sick of wind, everything done. Has to be record snow, no? That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the good news is, drums, we don't have much left. It's we're mid Feb already, we're on episode 71. What um did you guys see what the uh the rodent did? What was the call there? The who for Marshawn? No, the fucking uh Groundhog. Groundhog. It's the rodent. Uh, yeah, he saw his shadow, so Trudeau went back into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's six weeks he saw his shadow, so another six weeks. <laughs> okay, uh, well tonight I would say, as mentioned, we got a ton of golf stuff to talk about. We got the waste management. It seemed like the crazy. There's been some crazy waste management moments, but uh, it seemed like this this year was between the mixture of the field and the antics that went on. It was like a major almost. Uh, we got some big news also elsewhere in the PGA between the Saudis, etc., and uh, some other bullshit. So, and then we got our segments tonight. We got uh, the stroke saver. We got the culture corner, and we got two pina coladas. So, we got lots to talk about. Could be. It's too soon to say at this point, but it could be the greatest episode of all time. Rigo, what's Wait. up with housekeeping? You got that beer poured? Yeah. Are we going to do that first? No, I'll do housekeeping first. Well, that's one piece of housekeeping. I had a shitty pick. Uh, <clears throat> Cox was on the uh, challenge tour on the weekend, finished 42nd, finished at minus seven for the weekend. Getting back into yeah. things, it's a, it's got to be a pretty big adjustment to, to head back overseas and get into things. So usually sure. takes him a couple weeks to get his feet back back under him. Um, that tournament, man, I, I don't know. Like if I didn't feel bad enough, honest to God, if I didn't feel bad enough that we didn't go for Fox's Stag with reserved seats on 16 for Saturday and Sunday, watching that hole-in-one on Saturday and then it happening again on Sunday, man, 
it's a miracle I didn't jump off my roof, honestly. I, I was so, so, so mad. Like, Is so. That, was that the first hole in one in a while? I thought that, but I didn't fact check it. Hey? I don't think so. Is that the first hole in one at, the, at yeah, 16? Yeah, it was. Was yeah. it not too big? Because I don't it remember like anything like that before. 3,200 golfers or something? <laughs> like 3,200 shots, yeah. And then there was like 60 or something between these two. Unreal. But. Yeah, I don't know the whole. Didn't thing. Tiger have one there really early in his career? Was that yeah, there? like ninety-seven or ninety-six? That was, yeah. that was one of the most electric moments in golf. Right, and he's giving her the old uh, raise the roof yeah. as he goes down. But there wasn't even grandstands there, and he's got fluff on the bag. Yeah, <laughs> you see how like he is ninety-seven years old. <laughs> he's cool, eh? He's a zillion. Um, quickly on he's that, I saw. I was looking through Reddit. I think there's like a, there's, there's lots of actually good golf stuff on Reddit. Um, so I was on there today and there's like, uh, you know, the legend of Bagger Vance, yeah. like the, the movie poster for it. You can kind of picture it probably, but uh, there was somebody who recreated it and called it legend of baggy pants. And it was like a whole bunch of different versions of like Tiger and his baggy pants, like from that era, like they 97. Like, they look like parachute pants. <laughs> so I was thinking for like our uh, our circuit or maybe the King Cup, which one of the two, we should have like a baggy pants theme, like Tiger Woods style. I don't think anybody would fit their baggy pants from back in the day. No, you'd have to go buy some, I think. Mine are like, like size Village or something. But they're yeah. like the triple pleats. Unbelievable! Like, like that'd be so that'd be so funny if everybody had those for the tournament. They're like a legend of Randy tournaments. River jeans, like those. Randy River. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, anyway, back to the waste management. Okay, that tournament kicks off. Was that Thursday that we got the video of that kid that was hammered going buck wild on the cart? Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. What a way to kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that video a, a million times. I think. Cause like it zooms and like everybody's taking like screenshots of it like frame by frame and he's got like one hand he's got sunglasses on at one point he's just wheeling through. It's incredible. And all I can think of There's that's a- gonna be me and Luca in like four years. He's gonna be take off on the cart up. and I'm going to fucking fall all over the place trying to catch him. <laughs> there's there's always videos up. like that every year though. It's like where somebody can hardly like like the anti gravity yeah. just Yeah. But this was the first year in, in a long while, I think, that there's been, been so many highlights on the course and, like, cool stories about the tournament. Even that Indian guy that was uh, – was he, is he Indian? Yeah. East Indian? Yeah. That, like, hit it in the water on 16 and basically kicked himself out of the tournament. What was the story there? Well, he was going for it, right? Like – Yeah, yeah. On 17, you're it saying? Was 17, 17, yeah. 17, yeah. yeah. So uh, he was what? Yeah. He was one shot – no, he was tied – for the lead at that yeah. point, right? But I just mean, what was his story? Like, is he... Uh, so, Corn Ferry last year or the year before? Yeah, so so they they actually ended up telling, like, well, obviously, when a guy's leading the tournament, you get mm-hmm. to know a little bit more about him. But, like, he's been... Like, he won the U.S. Amateur. Like, he... Oh, okay. And yeah. he was, like, a three-time All-American in college. Like, he's no joke. Like, this wasn't just, like, a, a one-off weekend. Like, he finally made the PGA, and he's, like, yeah, he's he got a sponsor's legit. exemption, and he is like good, like hmm, unreal. Interesting. He actually, he actually tried to lay up on seventeen, and he had so much adrenaline because he was in the hey, hunt there really? that he hit a three. Oh, is that what it was? The water, yeah. He actually hit a hybrid, yeah. Wow. And, and he that. hit it into the water, yeah. He did. He wasn't going for the green. He was just 
he had so much adrenaline because he was like it took a really bad bounce it looked like yeah because the crowd was cheering and then all of a sudden it hit one spot on the fairway and it kicked straight left yeah you could hear the crowd react to it yeah because he didn't look like he hit a bat off the tee his reaction to it it was so cool to watch him man he was just like such i don't know he he really seems like a beauty yeah 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 and then, like afterwards, well, seeing him uh, kind of break down with his family, like that's mm-hmm. like I don't know, like it's just a good feel good story. Man. Like, man. There wasn't much that, like, the PGA didn't take an L this weekend. No, agreed. They didn't at all. Charlie, like, he had what you want. Charlie did, but the PGA looks better than he does because like, of he, it. Oh, yeah, he 100%. fucked himself in that one. Everybody oh. backed him. Everybody backed the PGA. Yeah. yeah. Big okay. time. Like everybody Charlie attacked Hoffman? him. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I missed it. You didn't see that? No. So he won't. I don't, he deleted it. <laughs> I don't even know what hole he tweeted. It, it was on. Uh, but he hit it in the drink. And then he took took a drop. It's on 11, I think. The drop rolled in the water. So then he placed it and carried on. And then he was assessed the stroke penalty for placing it. Is that what it was? No, I think he placed it and then he didn't address in? the ball and it rolled in after he placed it. So he got a one stroke penalty for that. Which, right. I mean, it is bullshit, but it's the rules. I mean, but then he said that there's like so many, like it's a gray area and the player doesn't, or the PJ doesn't have like the player's back and like there's no loyalty or no nothing like that. And then he actually, it was on Instagram and he, he like posted a picture. And then a whole big description, and he tagged the Saudis. Yeah. In it. Oh, no. Yeah, he, in it, he basically said, uh, like, good luck with your bullshit. Like, this shit's yeah. not going on over there. So yeah. you're going to be losing a bunch of people because of this stuck-up yeah. attitude you guys have. But then everybody was like, dude, those are the rules. Like, you know what the rules are. You fucked up. Everybody absolutely yeah. shredded him. And then he was they complaining, like – that the uh, even the hazard area was marked stupidly, so he was complaining about that, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, so yeah, like he he definitely shot himself in the foot. And then the next day, like once he got all the backlash, he posted a picture of him in the garbage truck and was like, "Looks like I got to clean up a bit of a mess here." Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> so it, so anyways. I love Charlie, man. He's awesome. Um, he got what him. else? Uh, well, Harry Higgs. Phenomenal. Joel Damon, that's gonna Phenomenal. be wild on that Netflix show. Phenomenal, yes, that's like why they said, did it, right? Gotta be for sure, for sure. Uh, it was hilarious though, like it was so funny. <laughs> and then that, uh, well, even Thursday, so, Thursday, it's so Higgs, random that they did that. Higgs yeah. brings that bomb Thursday and just yard sales the putter, yard sales is putter. Yeah, I, even, I never saw it come down, it's still up there. No, it's yeah, <laughs> but uh, they tweeted that, uh if somebody makes a burger, whatever it was, he'll take his shirt yeah, off. I saw Damon. They actually yeah, ended up that. just both making pars, and then Higgs lifts his shirt, and then he was running around, and then he points over at Damon, and he just – or Dull, whatever his name is. He just rips his shirt off, and then Harry pulls his over his face, and they're both running around with their shirts off. Like, what the – it was unreal, man. And there's just beer raining on them. Yeah, what was – like, there had to have been some serious uh, backups there because of the beer, no? Oh, like, yeah, uh, there was, man. There were some guys behind them that, like, were putting through dents from beer cans. <laughs> well, that putt of Kepka's, man, I swear it hit something. Had to. 
Like, but yeah, chucking a Kepka was after them. I thought they were pretty far back. What's that? What do you mean? Like, wouldn't if kept? No, they start in the back nine. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have to admit, I've always, I've been a Kepka hater on here, and I still they don't really have. like him as a person. But watching him golf when he's in contention, he might be one of my favorite golfers to watch when he's healthy. Yeah, like he's big he is he's electric to watch, man. Like he is he is good, Fucking and he like rips really it. Good. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's he's yeah. cool to watch. He's definitely good. For I, I agree with you. Say. I agree with you. But like, it seems like he it, just needs to shut, have a yeah. hot glass to shut the fuck up. You know, like yeah. What's the definitely. point? Yeah. Does, does I think, he think that but, he's like making his image better because of it? Like I yeah, just yeah. don't get it. Yeah, I think. He does. I, I think, I think it's like because a- Zaire. It's because accounts like Zyre and stuff have seemed to take his side over Bryson throughout this whole thing. So I think that he thinks that people actually like that side of him. And I don't know, like me personally, I can't stand it. And you guys are the same. So I don't know what the general. I think there's lots of guys that would be. I think there's lots of guys that like that, like, like go to the the tournaments and yell Brooksy and like, for sure. Like the punks, like, you know, like the, it's like, I don't know. Like I would p- picture like his fan base to be like 19 to 24 year olds, like just kind of a certain group of yeah. kids like that. Frat, would, he, boys. frat boys. Yeah. Like frat kids that he would have went to school with. Yeah. But I, I, I will agree with you, Reg. Like it was a lot better to watch him like healthy because holy shit. He is elect- like, you forget, like he hasn't been healthy in probably two, three years. And it's yeah. like, oh, there we go. And what a loaded leaderboard. Holy man. It was absolutely insane to watch that on Sunday. There's so many guys like Shoffley, Cantley, Scheffler, uh, like just Adam Haddon. Did you see his start? Pretty good. Like he birdied the first two holes like with three footers, so they had to show him, <laughs> which was kind of nice. Or maybe that was on Saturday, yeah, because he was in the lead for for parts of Saturday, but yeah, it was it was uh, unreal to watch. So like that's how see. that's how they're going to keep audiences away from other startup leagues. Now you don't necessarily have to have kind of like that atmosphere every tournament. I think you need it one more time a year. And kind yeah. of like split you don't need the, that every weekend for sure. Ma- like when you have a little bit of a lull in the majors, you need that tournament in there too. Yeah, just because I think drums. people see how fun it is, and then you again, like you get to see people's kind of uh, like that, like an actual personal side of them with Harry Higgs, Joel Damon, those type of guys, and allow them to have some fun and fuck around. Like it's just going to bring more people to the game and more people to your events. And basically, that's how you shut out the Saudis. One, one thing that I would say uh, I don't really agree with. Uh, well, let's, let's finish recapping, I guess, what happens. So, I mean, sick finish. Uh, can't finish like, it. How many, how many missed holes? Missed a couple short ones. Two? Two we, he won it on the third. third he won it on the third. If it went the fourth, I wasn't able to watch it anymore because I still missed the first half of the football game. But so we showed up a little late. But um, yeah, 
Scheffler, I mean, it's so good to see him win. It seems like he's been around forever, like, but he hasn't been. This is like his second year on tour. It seems like you're saying, like, wow, he finally broke through, but like he's right. that good that and you know, I don't know, like he was he he was only uh I think three under after 36 holes. And he was Ooh, he shot 60 good weekend. Shot 62 on Saturday and then uh whatever he <laughs> shot, 69, I think, on Sunday, but it was uh it was impressive. There was just so much good golf, man. And Drums, you mentioned that they have to be more like the waste management, like the tournaments, but it also helped that like like 10 of the top 12 players in the world were there and they were all in there. Like Matsuyama was in there too. Like Rom was in there. Thomas was in there. Like they were all, it was just insane, man. So much coverage. I don't know. Rigo, do you remember that that year that we were there? I think you were there that year. Kept going? But but no, it was Rom, Spieth, and Ricky in the same group. They were like in the coming down the hunt together. That was wild. Were you there for that one? I don't, I don't think so. Anyways, that was pretty wild too. But Scotty Scheffler uh, seems like pretty good shit. He seems like a guy that I would like to golf with, you know? Just seems mm-hmm. like he's a happy guy. Never seems to get too mad or hard on himself and just seems like a good guy. Yeah. And he's American, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's tough to really tell what those American guys are going to be like. It, it probably almost depends where they grew up in the States too. What, mm-hmm. what area and with who and um, the Texas boys so seem to be beauties actually. But where's Thomas from? Texas. Florida. I don't know that. I don't know either. California maybe. Okay. What else we got? Uh, we got I just chugging to do. Sorry. This is the last, last thing in the waste management. I, if, if it, if the tournament has one knock and I'm not saying this is a knock, it's just my personal opinion. Like that closing stretch is one of the best in golf. I would say you go from oh, yeah. 15, you can reach it into, you get into that stadium, 16, unreal, 17 drivable green. And then 18 is a sick hole. Um, anything can really happen in those last four holes. But yeah. the thing that kind of, I don't know if it rubbed me the wrong way, just the playoff hole only, they just keep playing 18 over and over. I just feel like you wow. have so much ammunition behind that you could even go 15, 16, 17, 18 is like an aggregate or like start or 16, at 16, 17, 18. Could you imagine going right, to 16 15, as a playoff? Nobody wants to play part three in a playoff though. That's the issue. No. So that's why I'm saying ag- aggregate if it is. So you play the par five, yeah. then the par three, then, and but my, that might be too much golf, but I, I think if you had all those fans there and you have all that stadium set up, like it would be electric, man. The, the four hole playoff, even just go back to 17 and play the drivable green. I don't know. Like, I think par threes are awesome for playoffs, but I don't think that the players do. Like, as a player, I hate it. Like, at men's night or something, I hate a par three to finish. But as a fan, it's amazing, especially on 16. Could you imagine? Oh my Mm -hmm. God. I can't. That would be wild. They should just drive Mozart and just play 16. Just walk back and forth on six. there's a winner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have caddy races again this year, or is that done? Well, when we were there, like in 2013, they didn't have it anymore, but they still the caddies new member. Yeah. So the caddies fell one year or something. Yeah, but then they so they you'd still bet on it, but they would like walk really yeah, slow yeah, yeah. and then just like yeah, toe yeah, tap right. on, and then the crowd would just go wild. It, <laughs> it was nuts. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Anyways, it was a really good honestly. weekend for the PGA. Yeah, it is. I think we can all agree that the PGA needs a little bit of more of that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. on to pickums. 
Reggie, who'd you pick and how did he do? Hayden Buckley. He had a good weekend. Uh, <laughs> he's like plus five, I think. It's all right. The pressure got to him. Still, uh, all all three guys I talked about actually all missed the cut. So, Papineau, Buckley, and uh, Summer Hayes, they all missed the cut. Oh, but It wasn't your best outing on here because you made some pretty good predictions in the past with players and stuff, but yeah, sounds like you're on launch on this one. Ricky was at minus one when he finished, and I was like good enough to make the cut. And then the cut line moved up like right at the last minute and, and cut him, which was too bad because he had to, he he just had a couple bad errors on the weekend, but he's hitting it better now. Anyways, it's fun to watch. Anyways, I, get I, I to Chug and Rigo. Rigo lost. He's the only missed the only guy that missed the cut, and uh, sad to see. But I mean, somebody's got to do it. Drums was last week. Rigo's this week. We shotgun a cold Bud Light, and we will make some picks uh, once he this weekend. Once he dusts this off, what do we got this weekend? The Genesis. Genesis. Takes turny. Spilt a little on the floor. The cat's gonna be drinking some beer. I should have probably just brought a key down or something to open. All right, it, but... well, keep her going. We're on air. <laughs> uh. So this is the Pickums challenge. Uh, we actually didn't have anybody read into us. It seems like people are spooked by the uh, having to shotgun the punishment. So maybe we'll try it one more week. And if not, we'll take that as a hint that uh, nobody wants to participate. So um, what's the word for next week? Should have left that on. The sound? What an eight-second burp. <laughs> Reggie, pick the word for next week. Oh, Guinness. Hey. Guinness, Kate. One so if you want to participate in uh, the next Pick'em's Challenge, um, send us a message, send us an email, whatever. Guinness. And uh, you'll have a shot. If you win, you get some T-Fuel. I think we're going to do big prize, like 100 T-Fuel for the winner. Ooh. If if a guest happens to win, we'll give them 100 T-Fuel. Dang. But if they lose, they have to give us a hundred T fuel. No, they got to shuck in a beer and send it to us to play on the podcast. So we'll see if uh, we don't get any entries for next week, then we'll gas that idea and, and assume that everyone's a bunch of pansies. So <laughs> good job, Rigo. Boy. And with that, you're up for the Genesis and tiger officially committed today. No, not committed. I guess. Did he, what'd you call that? What do you mean? Well, he just confirmed that he's going to be playing in the future. He didn't say if it's this year, next year, five years. He just said he'll be playing. Better than not, I guess. Whoop. Did you, did you guys notice I took about 10 pounds off my hair last week, right after the podcast? And you were no. most the other day. It was really long. Anyways, Rigo. Tiger's not in the field, but who are you taking this week? Second. My number two. Rory, Rory Mack. Rorsch, did you see uh, – I saw a video of him right before we got on, um, and he was kind of chirping the the, the breakaways. Uh, he is mad at them, man. Eh? He's pissed, so pissed. But he is great. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, how old is Rory? Rory's our he's age. just a little chub. Yeah. I think he's yeah, 30, Rory was 31, awesome. maybe. Yeah. 
Fat Rory was king. Fat, Fat Rory, Rory was, was awesome. Maybe better than Baggy Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Rory came to an end when he snap hooked that one on ten at Augusta. Yeah, that was the end of Fat Rory. He committed to work out after he snap hooked that one. Oh man, we gotta start posting stuff of Fat Rory. I think. Yeah, I agree. We should turn him into like a an icon. <laughs> I'm gonna create. Hey, a drums, who, are you taking? who are you taking? I'm gonna take. Shit, I just saw. Ba, 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 ba. I'm gonna take Colin Morikawa. Colin, it's funny that his name's Colin. Hey, he doesn't all look like Colin. It's racist. No. Does he? Well, no, he just really doesn't. Racist, is it? <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, I guess. I guess, like, yeah, because that's what I'm with you. Don't sue me. Sorry, Anyways. Trudeau. Sorry. Who do you got, Tor? <laughs> I'm taking, uh, because I'm such a racist myself, I'm going to go ahead and take Sungjae M. Suit it. Hey, he randomly took a week off last week. Silly guy. He did. I was like, a, he just never, never misses any weekends, and nobody knew why he didn't play last weekend. He just didn't play. I know why. <laughs> Why? I know why. I can't He's charging up for this weekend. He was fueling up like me. We got a ton of sleep on the weekend. Anyways, uh, so we got Sonny M. We got uh, Rory. Rory, Maury, and Sonny. And Maury. Rory, Maury, and Sonny. So may the best man win. That's it. Yeah. Um, That's a good show tonight, boys. Thanks for coming. How you feeling, Reggie? How was the uh, beer? I'm good. I'm good. Reg, how'd you like the Super Bowl? You said, did, uh, how did your bets go? Well, I bet on the Bengals. Of course. <laughs> I'm going to start announcing uh, my – it'll be like those uh, expert picks, except mine will be like the opposite. I've got some tremendous information for you. So I'll just read out <laughs> who I'm going to bet on, and then everybody else <laughs> on the show can bet on the other people, and then they'll win, you know? Yeah, gotcha. Would you I should have actually started that tonight. two years ago. Can you guys feel the full moon in you or no? Yeah. In the air tonight? Can you? Yeah, yeah. I can say feel enough. It. For sure. Enough. Um, no, okay. I want to say one more thing on that quickly. Okay. On what? On the full moon. Because there's, uh, I know, this is like woo-woo stuff, but um, one thing that I heard that actually made a lot of sense because there's a lot of really good investors that like uh, line up with the astrology stuff so i heard somebody say that millionaires don't pay attention to the moon but billionaires do right on so so take that how you want it maybe there's something there i believe that there is but i'm just a crazy conspiracy theorist quite far nice. from either. I, I texted dad at uh 6 15 to see if he was home and he just texts me back now yeah sorry <laughs> watching curling all right. Thanks, Dad. You'll be okay, watching why, why, to the show, so thanks. He's out why, does that, at the moon. why does that age group fucking love, love curling? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Curling's I awesome. To, I no, but I think they all used to bond spiel and just get bombed every weekend. They're just really like, Nothing better than a curling bigger. bond spiel. Nothing. Okay. They're They're just really nothing better than a curling bond spiel. Curling is so fun. I don't curling think that awesome. I would watch it. I never watch it because it's like if, it's like if you don't really like golf, you don't watch it. It's the same kind of thing. Or right. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I watch rules and shit. 
I grew up watching it like when my parents were watching it and whatever. Yeah, me too. But yeah, but they've lived for that shit. Oh yeah. I still watch it, TBH. By yourself? Yeah. yeah. No, with East. She likes curling. Christ. I have cable, so um, it's hard to watch things. But what did you guys think of the halftime show? Unbelievable. Super Unbelievable. Best ever, right? I'd say probably nine out of ten. I would I say know best what 10 ever. would be. Sick. So sick. I bet you ten would be like uh if they were all 15 years younger. <laughs> How about 50? Because <laughs> they couldn't even move. <laughs> 50. 50 cent. <laughs> some of the some of the uh memes look like oh he was hurting. But then he's put, he puts <laughs> Why them he up too. upside down. Did you see he put out the, the one with that's what he uh, did in his video? Yeah, he put up the one with Bazaar hanging from the rafters too. The guy from D12, the he big did? boy. That's what he had as like his uh <laughs> his profile picture the next day from <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's man. gotta be it's gotta be hard to be a celebrity in this day and age hey because like no matter what you do ripped apart. like you're getting shredded by one side or the other like yep. and people are so fast with those memes man oh it's, man it's crazy as soon as yeah. it happened oh, yeah. as soon as Instantly. it happened as soon as it happened i looked at less i'm like there's gonna be a meme in four minutes of that and as soon as it was over i went on twitter and there was like six i just don't it's get just, it it's crazy how fast people are and how creative they are that's what I mean. Unreal. Like, like cripes. Good to see though. I mean, that's where that's I love the internet for that reason. Shit like that. But it's got to be hard to be a celebrity because you know, even if you have the best performance of all time, like fifty, you're getting shredded because uh, of decision. Just because that's what people do. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm here for it though. So good. Uh, it cost it cost Dre seven mil to do that. That's how much they Austin? paid him. No, he, he pays. He paid. They pay I was for, thinking about that today. They pay for their was, own, uh, um, like, show. Like, the, the stage, all that shit. They have to pay for it themselves. And I don't think... What the hell they does get, Pepsi pay for? Just, just they get to put their name on the halftime show. So, who gets that money? The NFL? Yep. Gotcha. So, I was listening to uh, Forgot About Dre today. And I was thinking, like, man, there's probably got to be the traffic on that song. Like, those two songs. like uh, Still Dre... Um, yeah. Still, Dre is number one right now. So, like, if he puts seven mil in, how much is he going to get back, like, instantly just by right. streaming right. and shit like that, right? Well, he's probably – he probably makes, like, $7 million a week. <laughs> but he's going through a divorce, so he's got That's to split disgusting. it up. So he's making three and a half a week. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Fun fact. <clears throat> he, he looks like he's in pretty good shape, though. He's shredded. He came out, I don't know, looks a little two, bit chunky, but 10 years still ago, looks he shredded. Was, yeah, he came out like 10 years ago and was like shredded, shredded. Like he ate yeah. all of the steroids. Yeah. Fun fact Still Dre wrote by Jay Z. Oh. Was it called Still Jay? Still Jay. I honestly didn't realize how many songs that uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop were in together because. Like, I just know them as, like, Dr. Dre songs, but, like, Snoop's kind of um, an, an instrumental part of the songs, but it's still, like, Dre's song, you know? Like, so Dre, know, drums, Dre. You're, you're, you're more into that kind of stuff than I am, but I just never really knew that they were that tight on all their, like, big songs like that, eh? So, like, everybody that played, Dre basically introduced and pro- was yeah, their yeah. executive cool, producer, actually. was their producer, like... 
And like he said, he's been doing this for over 30 years. Like he started before NWA, like he had successful career before NWA, then NWA. Then he worked with Snoop, produced Snoop's album. And then Snoop was pretty well on like 80% of Trey's solo album. And then into like, so is that why Kendrick Lamar was there then? Because I didn't know how he fit in there. Like, is he Dre's guy? Yep. Interesting. That makes sense then. Yep. I didn't know that either. No idea. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, that was awesome to see. Yeah. So, like, there's like a really good production and everything. And, like, I don't know. I was blown away. Best producer of all time. Snoop Dogg is like an intellect, eh? Uh, Snoop Dogg is. Probably one of the, he's got to be one of the biggest celebrities in the world. But I mean, intellect like he's like his IQ is like it says he had, it's on the internet. It says it's above genius. Like yeah, I think Snoop? he's a very smart yeah. person. He's just high as shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but he's got his hand every day, and Snoop's got his hand in like absolutely everything. Oh, like yeah. He's on commercial. Yeah, he's, he's on like yeah. He's a smart guy. He's on like Swiffer commercials with Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, man. He's everywhere. Martha Stewart's awesome. Too. And then he goes on the Super Bowl and he's crip walking on the Super Bowl. Like it's fucking outrageous. It's hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. But we were saying that was you drums at the at socials. Me, me, Stocks, and Tj were watching it. We said, "Well, there's drums crip walking to the social." <laughs> <laughs> How about that sweatsuit he was rocking too? <laughs> oh, unreal. Um, I know you guys always hate when I say this, but back to golf for a second. Um, one thing that I noticed, I forgot to mention during the waste management, Cantley had one putt when he had 21 seconds at address putting. Oh, 21 why? seconds. Why? It was, why ever? And, and then everybody else was replying like, yeah, I, I thought a couple times like my satellite froze or like my streaming froze because <laughs> Like he sits there and he just like wiggles his feet. I, I'm guilty of doing that, but like not every putt and not like, like it was uncomfortable, man. It's just like, I, I'm starting to like him a little less than I, I did before. I don't know why. He's kind of got a weird, weird vibe to him. But was he, uh, was he the one at the Ryder Cup with uh, Kapka? Yeah. No, that was Burger. No, that was Burger. Oh, Burger. That's who it was. Yeah. That was Ham. Xander and Cantley played together every right. Yeah. They were awesome. No, I still like, uh, I still like Cantley. That reminds me, Rigo, like probably 10 years ago. This is Uncle Doug's gonna be pissed about this, but he probably will never <laughs> listen to this. But that reminded me of uh Doug. Doug was hitting the putt at the Kings Par three like 10 years ago, and he had like these sunglasses on, so you couldn't see his eyes. And he takes quite a while over putts, eh? Like Doug. So he he addresses the ball and he looks at the hole. But then he likes like he keeps his head down oh, for yeah. us. Same kind of thing. And dad looks over, he's like he finally hits the putt. Dad looks over. He's like, oh, I thought he fucking fell asleep. <laughs> I remember that. It just, it just uh, came back. And I think it was on number nine. Yeah. He oh, had it happened like numerous times. But Golf sunglasses on, so he couldn't see his mm-hmm. eyes. It just looked like he took a little snooze. Like David Duval sunglasses? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Do you guys want to recap uh, what's happening with the Saudis or, or save it for next week? I'd say save it. I don't think we know enough right now. We just well, know that Bryson no. and Phil are kind of like maybes. Like what else is there? No, really? they're in. They're in. I just think seen. So? Uh, yeah, I just seen before we got on that they were not announcing anything until they reached twenty confirmed. And I is saw, DJ in? I saw uh, a couple guys 
said uh, that they confirmed that they they got their twentieth today. So I'm really surprised if DJ was in there. I'd, it doesn't would seem like know? a DJ kind of fit. Yeah, I, think I feel like is. Wayne would tell him not to. I, I feel like he. Just I think might... Wayne would have told him to stop doing cocaine too. Oh but... shit! I had a story. <laughs> I had this story about VJ here. Wayne's probably doing it with him. Yeah. Let's be oh, real here. Wayne. I don't think so. But yeah, hey. like there's uh, this Saudi stuff. Like, I Let's... guess there's more into it than I kind of thought too. Um, like people that are boycotting it because of like the shit that goes on over there, which I completely understand. Um, yeah. but like you give up, you give up like the PGA, I didn't realize this either, but they have a, uh, a pension plan. So mm-hmm. like you're walking away from millions of dollars guaranteed yeah. in a pension plan. So like the money's probably going to be pretty close unless you go over there yeah, and just, I don't and think just so. absolutely kill it. Yeah, but again, they, like, you don't know to compete with. You don't know what the because like they can't say anything about this. Like they have NDA, so they can't they can't even confirm until the Saudis say they can if they're on it. Like they're everything's completely hush hush. But it does sound like it's gonna go. They got their twenty. Um, I think the first tournament, like they've already got it scheduled. So like June, everybody knew it was gonna happen. I think it's at the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's nuts actually. Like. That Kramer Hickok or whatever it is went on that. Uh, what did he go on? That podcast, right? No Stripe Show. Or, I think it was Stripe Show podcast, and he basically went over everything. But um, somebody tweeted, and it was an interesting take on it because we we've kind of talked on here that, or I said last week, like the Saudis are sketch. Like, absolutely, they're sketchy shit over there. So somebody said if this was like the Swiss, like this Swiss with all the money started a golf tour and was doing this. How would you feel about it? And it's kind of like, well, was that cost probably Peter a Costas? little better. Yeah, it was Peter Costas. Probably a little better, to be honest. A hundred percent. A million percent. Because okay. this is dirty. This is dirty Quickly, money that's thrown at these guys. Do you Bobby. know what the American government does? Okay, don't get into that on here. Right. Oh, no, but it's the same no, shit. But, no, but just Rigo, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's a little different. I know what you're talking about, it's and I know this, where you're yeah. coming from. It is different. Like, the, like there's a massive difference between the shit that goes on over there and the shit that goes on here. Definitely. But it was just an interesting take. Now, there's probably – I guess we're going to find out. I thought this was going to be like a process that might take a couple of years for them to, to move in, but it seems like it's happening really fast right now yeah like it seems like um, this is probably a lot of those guys last tournament yeah i agree that's wild actually it yeah. is it happens so fast but that it has says, to I so think. so let's say this though because i had a story on vj tonight that so it starts off that he's the fifth he's fifth on the pj tour career earnings at 71 million that is fifth all time, seventy-one million, right? And these guys are getting offered that just to go there. That's fifth all time, like all the PGA events ever played, and that's fifth. And these guys are getting that money to go there, right? But prior it's to nineteen ninety-seven, like right. there were very few millionaires. But still, I mean, also, also, 
when you guys listen to the two two pina coladas tonight, what is money? Yeah. Think about that one. No, for real. Th- think about it. Yeah. I think there's Money's a lot of worth guys. nothing right now. True. Yeah. There's a lot of guys uh like like the Rory's, the Morikawa's, the Homas, the Roms, like they're saying like I I'm uh I'm PGA hundred percent, like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, and I Which, think like I think there's some people like specific people that are involved with organizing this Saudi league and, and running it that are noted complete scumbags. And they're not even like Saudis, like they're Americans and well, Greg English Norman's people. running it, isn't he? I f- who, sorry. Greg well, Norman? no, Greg Nor. I think he's just like the head, like the figurehead of it. Uh, but the, yeah, there was a name that, that I kept seeing brought up and I forget what the guy's name is, but he's like a noted scumbag. So like, I think that's more where people are like, well, I'm not going to play for that fucking right piece of shit yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways we should wait till next week probably or the week after yeah, for sure till things shake well, out we don't here. have any details here but mm-hmm. if that does pop off that's probably better reason for the pga to figure out a way to do the pgl or work with the pgl if yeah, it's true. if it's like a four-month window where they get off like a, a season yeah. of the pgl and then they completely blow them out of the water. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It would be, I think it'd be tough. Even if like the, that league did well, I think it'd be tough for Bryson and Phil to admit that they maybe not. Cause then they could say, you know what, now that you've kind of updated your, your rules and your uh, approach to everything, we'll come back. We just didn't like where it was at. And that's why we left. Will yeah, be I, I, I just don't think that that's why they left. Yeah, maybe not. Same as anything that's cash, right? But um, I mean, competition, competition, and anything is a good thing. So I, I see it as a good thing. Yeah, it can be. I think it'll be interesting to see some golf over there. And I mean, what what does it hurt? Like we've talked about it before. We probably watch seven or eight tournaments that we're really interested in per year out of fifty weeks, fifty two weeks. So there's room for other cool shit to happen. I wouldn't turn down 350 mil. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say this VJ thing quick. I'll just read it quick because it, it was interesting <laughs> on, on Twitter today. There's just one of those threads that I always talk about. So VJ, like I said, the fifth on PGA Tour career money list at $71 million. Uh, Grew up in Fiji. At the time, there was 500,000 people or less. Um Golf obviously wasn't a big thing there. His dad taught him. Uh, he played, uh, he was playing tourneys in Asia and he was actually, uh, it's, it said that he was betting on himself before or not betting, but like basically he was hedging bets, hedging bets. Yeah. <laughs> like he was selling prizes before he won them, <laughs> like much like Mo Norman. Um, so he went to Pinehurst, uh, to play in the world amateur team championship. He shot, 84, 80, 80, 81, and realized he wasn't good enough. He didn't have enough competition where he was playing in Asia. So he moved to Australia to play on a mini tour. And when he got to Australia, he didn't have much success on the mini tour. And not because of his play, but because at this time, like, think about this. This is the, the time. The long distance bills were so expensive to call back home that he was racking up long-distance fees. <laughs> and they told him that unless he paid his bills, he couldn't play in Australia anymore. So he left. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, he couldn't pay his bills. So 
Uh, he went back to uh, Asia. He must and, have had a honey uh, back in uh, Fiji. Yeah, probably. Right. Or, or just his family. I mean, he moved from Fiji to Australia. Like, that's a big move. I think it's a quite um, a, a rich country, isn't it? I'm not sure. Anyways, they have he ended a good up water. on the Asian tour. He won his first, the Malaysian Open, his first tournament he won. And uh, he ended up getting caught on the Asian tour for cheating or accused of cheating. And the Asian tour kicked him off. So he had nothing else. So he uh, he moved to, it says Borneo. I'm not sure where that is, but he was making 200 bucks a month uh, as, a, as a club pro in Borneo. And playing gambling on the course to basically pay for food because he didn't have any money at all. And then uh, in 87, he returned to golf on the uh, safari tour in Africa, qualified for the Euro tour in uh, 89, was the rookie of the year. And then in 93, he was the rookie of the year in the PGA. And he went on to win 34 times from 1993 to 2008, uh, two PGA championships, a master's, 13 European tour wins and 64 professional wins and was the world number one for 32 weeks. Like what a journey. I don't know. No shit. Man. Holy and shit. I don't know. Unreal. Like he's, he's, yeah, I don't know. He's underrated. Be- he's underrated for an all time. Great. Right. He's never brought up. Nobody ever talks about him. Ever. It'd be really interesting to look at like, say, uh, the top 20 money earners on the tour and, and compare their journeys. I think that that would be really yeah. interesting just to see yeah. how they grew up and stuff like that. And what, how quickly they got to the PGA, if they went to school, yeah, I'm guessing like- VJ would be kind of bottom tier there in terms of what he went through to get there. But there'd be guys like, uh, I'm guessing Jack Nicholas didn't have many times like that. Yeah. Like let's say, but uh, I don't know. Morikawa. I don't know that. Right. What say Morikawa had a, go through it? Morikawa no. had a mental coach when he was seven. Yeah. But then a guy like Graham Delat was playing junior hockey when he was 19 and hurt his back, so he started golfing and then and made the PGA. So but he's not seventh on the all-time list either. And Tiger no. was on TV when he was three years old hitting golf balls. So true. Yep. You know. Well, just a lot of crazy stories. Wow. We should do that actually. Wow. But then there's yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll take like five guys each, maybe, or even do top yeah. ten. I think that that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um like I'm, I'm talking guys like say an Alan Cornicova type deal, you know, where they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like they have a super rich family because yeah. of obviously Anna Cornicova, and mm-hmm. he basically has been golfing since he was, he and he's a coach, like a, a health coach, like a nutrition, everything and much different journey. And he's, I don't, I don't know where he is now. I think he's still in school. I, I was looking it up. He's in school. I think so is Jed die. Jed die actually is uh, in, in school right now. They're all kind of university yeah. age right now. Yeah. So funny, actually like hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah. So well, that's I think, all I got. Uh, Sorry. I don't Sorry even know. For what, uh, so long, but... No, that's good. Good shit. It, it sparked a new uh, episode here maybe for us. So that was kind of a uh, long housekeeping slash golf. But that's what the kingdom's all about, baby. And now, unless we have anything else to talk about, I had a couple things, but I'll save them for next week. Um, let's get to the segments. I'll go first tonight. I never go first. There you go. Get it. 
Two pina coladas. I got uh, some more notes here for you guys. So, again, if anybody's new listening to this, uh, this segment is going to be, I don't it's like kind of a financial like education or something. My biggest issue with the the world and how it is right now is like we went through 18 years of school and learned nothing about money, nothing. People people work in a bank their whole life and they have not they have no clue about money. They just know how to do their job. Anyways, so everyone always asks why we're not taught about money in school and so here's why it's because money is an illusion so i got a little history here i got about 10 bullet points i would say it's kind of like a timeline i guess to go back almost 80 years now and kind of see where things started but prior to 1944 the world was on a gold standard so for every dollar that was outside there was this equivalent held in gold somewhere, right? So there's hardly any inflation. Only the inflation would be from new gold being mined, which makes sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. So 1944, World War II, um, as the war was ending, they predicted that the U.S. was going to be the new superpower. Um, so the world leaders held a meeting at Bretton Woods and created a whole new financial system, and they chose the U.S. dollar to be the world's reserve currency. So with that, every country around the world agreed to fix their currency to the US dollar. And the US dollar was pegged at the time to be $35 per ounce compared to 2,500 or something nowadays. So the, the other countries could basically exchange their own currencies for US dollars, and then they could buy gold. Right. So everything kind of flowed through the US dollar that was a reserve currency. Um, and so basically, all the currencies at this time were backed by gold, which was held in the USA uh, in the Federal Reserve or the central bank. And then uh, the issue was when, the, when they went to Viet, when they went to war in Vietnam, uh, the other countries around the world, yeah, the other countries around the world believed that the US was printing way too much and printing more than they actually had in reserve. So they started trading in all their currency for gold and they wanted delivery of it and the U S couldn't provide it. So at that time it was, uh, president Nixon was in charge. This was 1971. And at that time, Nixon took the USA off the gold standard. So that's kind of where everything has changed for the world ever since 1971, when the world went off the gold standard, um, Ever since then, the U.S. has never had a surplus in government. So 50 years, they've been running deficits. I don't even know what their debt's at now. I think it's like $400 trillion or something. It's, it's just like, doesn't it's matter. nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So basically, if you look at the prices now, gold is, is quite high. It's like 2500 bucks, I think, 1800 U.S., maybe. And silver is $25 an ounce. So there's tons of conspiracies about this, but the thing that really makes sense and is obvious is that if the, if the price of gold and silver ran up, everybody's looking away from the dollar because the higher the gold and silver go, the dollar becomes useless. 
and they're still using the dollar as the reserve currency. So if their dollar is useless, they, ha they have no power anymore. So they've been suppressing gold and silver ever since then. And crypto. For, the, for this reason. And now crypto too. But also at the same time, crypto has gone from $1 10 years ago to $100,000 or 65 US in 10 years. So it just shows you what the dollar is worth and what people actually... Um, and then obviously in 2008, we had the bailout of the banks. There was a, supposed to be a huge collapse. They bailed them out and they've basically just been kicking the can down the road. And in, in 2019, this wasn't reported, I don't think by anybody, but they actually got another $30 trillion, the banks, um, because they needed it because of the debt. And, uh, and then all of a sudden COVID happened. So I'm not saying that the two are related, but could be. So it's, it's just insane to me that that's a, that's a hundred years or less than a hundred years. And we went from our, our currency being actually backed by something. It's, it's backed by absolutely nothing. Now it's, it's the faith in the government. And uh, if, if you've been alive for the last two years, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of faith in our government right now. So kind of the whole, the point of this whole segment is just do something about it, you know, like go find a way online to, buy a couple silver ounces or something for like a hundred bucks or buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin and just realize how useless and, and sh shitty it is. It's like, it's nothing. The one analogy I saw was there's a guy holding up a $10 bill and a $20 bill and said, what's the difference? And it's ink. That's the only difference. It's just, a, they're both promises from the government and it's just like, it's nothing. But, it's literally nothing. But, but it's still, we need and everything that we have to buy in life costs absolutely money, so we still absolutely. need it but no. it needs to be backed by something real right yeah I agree that's the that. point that's the point yeah. because they've they, for 50 years they printed as much as they could and it's coming down i don't know when or what day or what week what year even but when she comes down oh boy i mean today five or six banks in canada went down so i think we're close i i hope it i Again, it's going to be horrible when it happens and it's not something that you ever want to be a part of, but you can set yourself up in a way that you'll at least have something come out of it. So Some survival. Yeah. Lots to do with that. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about gold and, and silver maybe in the coming weeks, but that's just kind of like a quick history of the dollar. And I, I would, I'm not a, like a, you know, I don't have a degree or a master's in, in money, but I'm guessing the 99% of people don't really have a clue that our money is backed by nothing. And we were switched off it from a fake war. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't need to get into that, but most, most. But it's not sure. like there's no, like there's yeah. no argument. There's literally no argument. We're taught about a fake war in school. It's fucking unbelievable. Anyway, you guys, enough. Get to your culture. It's not, it's not even a conspiracy, wretch. Like they're like it's literal. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting, actually. Like real history is interesting. It's really hard to find, especially with the way that they censor things nowadays. But it's interesting. Did you know you can play? Yeah, it helps uh, you prepare better. Did you know that you can play Neil Young on Spotify? Did I know that? Yeah. I have no interest. I didn't know that they removed him. Well, he, he pulled himself or whatever. Yeah. So but, how do you do it? Or what do you mean? 
like you can go search Neil Young and you can play oh. Neil Young music on Spotify right now. So that was just a whole big scam or something or what? Anyways, drums, before, before you get to the culture corner, tell us about the song that you sent me, me and Dal last week, because I was listening to it earlier today. Song? Oh! Yeah, remember? Little uh, little hidden gem from the boys. <laughs> uh, new, a new jam from Hanson came out uh, last week. I don't even know what the hell it's called anymore. Uh, I think it's like Child of Mine or something. I'm going to try and quickly pull it up here. Where'd it go? Oh, whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Uh, Child at Heart. Child at Heart. So it's actually not a bad song. What did I equate it to? Oh, it should have been on the uh, OC soundtrack. OC. Yeah. It's so, it's not spectacular. No, it's, it's just, just cool. Like because it's, it's Hanson. Yeah, we grew up just, with Hanson, right? It was just Hanson. It came up on uh, on my new music list, and I was like, "What?" And, and it uh, really has like a different kind of vibe to it too, like an old '90s kind of early 2000s kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, it was all right. Pretty funny. So, what's on the corner tonight? Uh, the corner I've got is a new Netflix show called Murderville. So it's uh, it's it's a comedy. It's a pretty cool. Um, I don't even know what do you call it, like premise of it. So Will Arnett is the star, you know, Will Arnett. Yeah. Uh, so, and every episode he has a celebrity guest. Now, it's a scripted show, but the celebrity guest doesn't get the script. So they have to, really? yeah. So they have, they have to, uh, they got to freestyle everything as they go along, and it's a, uh, it's a murder mystery show. Basically, uh, Will Arnett plays a detective. The guest comes in and is assigned. Uh, he's assigned that person as a partner, and he, this, the, the celebrity guest has to determine who the killer was throughout the, throughout the show. So it's. Ooh. It's pretty good. There's some, there's a couple good guests and a couple like meh guests, but I think like if they continue it, they've got to continue with uh, comedians, the people that are quick, people that are witty, that are going to play into it and be fun. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is the second episode. Oh, no way. Really? Fucking. That's so good. He's, he's on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the other good one was Kumail Nanjiamani or however you pronounce his name. Uh, Comedian too. and, And Conan was good. But uh, it like it's it's just a cool concept, and you're like I, when I first kind of like heard about it, I was like I don't know, you got to see how it works. But it kind of works, and like there are funny aspects to it. Uh, but it is de- very dependent on which guest it is, um, with how funny it is. So yeah, like Marshawn Lynch, hilarious. Kumail's funny. Conan's funny. Sharon Stone was any, the guest. Any to like, avoid? Yeah, I don't, the Sharon Stone one gas that like. She's a babe, though. Well, 35 Not years anymore. Ago. She looks good yeah, for I'd whatever. Say, she is 60, 65. I'd say 3.5 years ago, maybe. But yeah, that's my uh, little half hour kind of giggle. Well, it's half hour. Nice. Uh, you need yeah. some shows like that that don't drag on for, you know. So I like The Office because it was like 20 minutes. You could dust one or two off at lunch or breakfast or something. Yeah, we're, uh, we're just starting uh Liz has never seen curb your enthusiasm so we're just starting that for oh, yeah. our uh our dinner show who's the main star of that what's his name larry, larry david 
Yes, and he was in a crypto commercial on, on Super Bowl. Did you see that one? Yeah. Coins? No, not Coinbase. He's fucking amazing. Doesn't matter, but it was a pretty good commercial. It was like going through every invention that's ever happened in the world, and he was yeah. like, nah, I don't nah. think it'll work. Yeah. Have you guys um, Have you guys ever watched Curb? No, but I've seen, I think I've seen like clips and shit of it because I knew that he was in it, but what's it on? Is the it showcase? Uh, HBO. HBO. So whatever, Crave That's or whatever. Not the same thing? Showcase? Is no, different? Showcase is like the, Showcase is a Canadian TV channel and they get the rights for shows. But oh, you're thinking Showtime. You diaries. Yeah. They might still have it. The OG porn. With uh, the OG porn with uh, Mulder, yeah, yeah, from Max Files, Red Shoe Diaries, Red Shoe Diaries, and there's a like blue something too, blue, baby, yeah, blue on twenty, baby blue, something. baby blue movies, baby blue. <laughs> twelve o'clock, twenty channel twenty seven, city Jesus, TV. what a what, how far the world's come. I remember Anyways. one time. Uh, it's scary to look back ten years ago and see how world uh, different the world is. I remember one time at the lake uh at the cabin me and my cousin were watching happy gilmore i like taped it off the tv and about halfway through all of a sudden the baby blue movie popped up and it was oh whoops (laughs) (laughs) it was recorded yeah i recorded it (laughs) well otherwise yeah we won't get into that on here parents watch the show um what's up mom hi (laughs) and auntie what's up auntie kim Reggie, what do you got for Man. the straight? Okay, sorry. Stroke quick, here you go. Sorry, quickly. Because I talked about Pinscher Creek last week. And I never really, like, pumped up Auntie Kim's place. Because it's an, it's such an awesome place. And uh, it's in Pincher Creek. It's about 45 minutes to Fernie. There's, like, Waterton National Park. It's, like, half an hour away. It's got some really good golf courses in that area. And uh, her basement suite, actually, it, it had two bedrooms, a bathroom. It's, like, completely separate from the house. So she has an Airbnb there. It's been hurting, I think, a little bit from the pandemic. But if anybody has any interest in going up there, it's called Bobby's B&B. And uh, you get to hang out with Auntie Kim for a while. So Yeah, it's actually not, a, not an Airbnb, but a B&B. Yes, right? correct, bed and correct. breakfast. Bed and breakfast. So it's the bed that's and right. breakfast. So she actually makes you food too, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So she, uh, me and Auntie Kim battled COVID together when I got back. So we're, we're recovered now, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's just a, such a cool little town. It's like right in the mountains. It's the windiest place in Canada, I think. But um, well, I thought that was Portage of Maine. Yeah, pretty. That's coldest, I think. Anyways, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Auntie Kim because uh, I, I just mentioned her last week, but I realized that I never promoted her Airb or her B and B at all. So Bob is B and B, Facebook Auntie Kim. We'll post a link on our on our socials. Yep, we will. Um. One thing before I get to the stroke saver, it just reminded me when we were talking about uh, billions of dollars. Um, that stadium, that SoFi oh, Stadium. Oh yeah. Did you see how much it was to build it? Nope. Actually, didn't. We were talking about the coffee, so I was like, I wonder how much it was. What would you guys put? What would you guess? One point five stadium. The the how Vegas much? one was the Vegas one was one point nine billion. It was the most expensive one. Oh. I was gonna say at least one billy. Um, I think Cowboys what Stadium is, was a bill, and that was like eight years ago, probably. So I'd say two, two point three. What five? Five bill. Well, okay, that's a perfect example of. They don't place. have air conditioning yeah. in that bitch. I saw. Man, 
Do you know? Yeah, they do. I think they, I'm pretty 99% sure they do. I read an article about it. Did you know? It has a glass Get rid ceiling. of your dollars. It has a glass ceiling. No, no, you, they don't have air conditioning because it's it's all vented <laughs> the proper way where they don't need it. And they don't need it. They don't need a retractable roof. They don't need anything like that. But Allegedly. the glass roof, if people are flying into the LAX. You can see in there. You could see they like you could see the game. Like it's being like broadcasted on the roof. It's unbelievable. For like two seconds. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, what the fuck? You just paid a no, billion dollars it's for a that. Big city. You probably have to circle before you can land. You don't just fly in like here in Brandon and land. What are you gonna see well, from outer gonna... space? You can't hear it. You don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm saying it's like a T like a TV screen on the roof, so you can watch the game as you're flying in that's the dumbest <laughs> shit i've ever heard of in my life it's future man that's stadium is it's future it's future <laughs> well it is okay get to the strokes hey yeah, go. oh yeah you took about five hours of the crypto, <laughs> but i'll get to the we'll wrap what? things up we'll wrap things up quick here with the stroke saver on the on the golf podcast anyways that was five hours seem like it man Time flies. No, the stroke saver. Um, <laughs> I touched on it in uh, Tiger's five tips last week. Uh, basically, if you ever find yourself in trouble on the course, chances are you hit a shitty shot. And a lot of the times, unless you're a professional or a scratch, the harder you try to get out of the trouble from the one shot that you hit, the more trouble you're going to get into. So basically what this tip is, is when you're in trouble, just get the mindset that bogey isn't bad. A bogey isn't a bad score. Like, it can easily be made up or just maintained, right? It's as soon as you start making doubles. So say that, uh, for example, you're, like, just along the trees and you kind of have, like, a, a half a swing where you can try to do something with it, hook one around the corner or just try to advance it up to the green. I mean, let's be honest. 95% of golf, 99% of golfers are going to try to hit this miraculous shot. They're going to get stuck on a branch, uh, catch the ground before the ball on top at like five yards. And then you're still in shit and you just took another stroke or you're going to whiff on it. Or you're like 220 yards and you're going to pull your five wood out of the bunker and try to knock it on the green, like some superhero. Like you hit the shot in the bunker to begin with, like soak that. <laughs> you did it. It's it's over. It's done with. Soak that. Lay up to the hundred. What like how bad of a score are you actually gonna make from the hundred? Really? But so many Especially guys if you're like following your last week's tips. Exactly. So I get just on the green take, two putt. Take your medicine, basically, right? For sure. Just well, don't you're try saying to be bogeys aren't bad. Bogeys aren't bad. They're they're very makeable. Like you well, can make a bogey on a par five, or they're just a bogey. It's just plus one. But as soon as you make it, it's double, the doubles you, and triples that kill you for sure. And and you have to make two birdies to get the double back. And then you're like, yeah. right, whereas like, the other one, you just uh, I don't know. And it happens. Just, I mean, even just think like to your entire career. Like there's probably guys that would know how many eagles they've had in their life, right? Mm -hmm. So you would need an eagle to offset the double bogey you just had. Yeah. How many birdies Very have true. you had? There's better chance. Yeah. Like played the odds to it, for sure. Well, I just I I can think of so many times when you just try to be a hero and play this big 
magnificent shot and it just doesn't i mean it might work like one out of ten right but the other, is it good when it works is that your ego stepping in and just telling yourself that you can make that shot yeah 100 percent of this yeah I and think then it's also but also like, like, your, like sorry go i was just gonna say like it's uh i usually when i do stupid shit like that it's because i already have it i already kind of know where i'm at in the round and i know that if I kind of plan on making pars in. And if that goes out of whack, then like, I don't know. Like on, I, I, I'm just thinking of number nine at, at Weed City where like when I'm sitting on uh, the ninth hole, I kind of know where I'm at, like on the ninth tee. And I'm like, well, if I get a par here, I shoot 39 or something. And so I'm like, I need to make a par here. So I'm going to try whatever shot it, I need to hit. If I'm in the right trees, it's like a very rare par, but I still go for it. And then I end up shooting 42 or something stupid, but it is, that's part of ego, right? I would guess. Well, let's be honest. You hit it to hundred yards. You knock it onto 20 feet. You might make the 20 footer for par or worst case, you hit it to two feet and tap in for bogey. And you're like, okay, that's not yeah. terrible. Absolutely. But then no, but then you, you try to hit this miraculous shot and you, you hook one into the water or you hit a tree and it comes straight down or hits a tree and goes back into the bush. And you're like, why am I doing this? Like, wh-? I mean, there's obviously times when like, I'm not talking like trying to chip her out of the trees. That's it. Right. Like, or out of the actual bush. Like I'm talking like when you're just along the edge and you don't really have a shot, but you convince yeah. yourself that if you hit this miraculous one, you can make a birdie somehow. Like you're not going to make a birdie. Let's be honest. Right. Like how confident were you in the shot that got you here? you're less confident in yourself for this upcoming shot. You had a wide open tee shot with a 50 yard fairway and you missed it. And now you're going to hit this quick hook around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, it, it kind of follows the same, uh, same rubric, I guess, is what I said before with the don't follow bad shot with the worst one. Like it just, you just have to be smart. And it, it, but like you said, drums, it's the ego and it gets in the way and you're out there and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to just chip out because I'm a pussy if I chip out. So I'm going to try to hit this big shot. And then next thing you know, you hook one into the bush and you're like, I'm not going to look for that. I'll just take double or triple. And then, yeah. like, it, I think it, it is a little bit different, so though, too, like in terms of uh, don't fall up a bad shot with a, uh, a good one. I think that this is kind of saying something a little bit different in terms of like bogeys are okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's It's the same kind of like, thought process but it's it's different like this is actually saying that bogeys are okay to make because on other holes you'd be kind of content making a bogey but all of a sudden you're trying to pull off the shot that you have no business doing which leads to a triple and i think my biggest issue with that is like i always make a couple bogeys and then i get on a bogey train and i don't know how to get off you should have a stroke saver for that one getting off the bogey train yeah so this like another I used a chip out of the bush or like trying to hook one. But another example, of this would be like, say that you short side yourself, right? Like take your medicine, just knock it on. It doesn't get matter. You don't yeah, have to yeah, hit yeah. the flop shot, land it into the fringe and trickle it onto the green. Just get it on the green. And if it's a flat green, like you're not going to three putt. So you just get it on and you make a bogey and you pay for the shitty shot. You hit. Yep. Unless you have nah, a good, that, like, that's so common, hey, in our oh, like in man. our level of uh, golf sure. and stuff. It's just like you guys see you see guys trying to hit hero shots, and that's that's when they hit their worst scores are because they they don't have it in the bag. It's like a one in a hundred shot, and they 
99 times is not happening. But there's and a bit to you, that. There's a bit to that too of like, you have to be confident in every shot that you hit. Right. Like, yeah. So, but then you have to be honest with yourself first. I think mm-hmm. you can't, yeah. you can't have you give yourself this false bullshit that, Oh, I'm going to hit it 375 yards. And then you hit it 14. So like, you got to be honest, take your medicine. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I think that a lot of times you try to do something crazy and it ends up costing you way more than it helps you. I mean, there are times you can get a good line, you can hit a good shot, but it's, it's rare. And it's, it happens. And usually so for me much. anyways, Rigo, like if I get in a predicament like that, I kind of know like deep down if I can do it or not. Right. right. It's not like a, it's not like a shot in the dark. You, you have a certain feeling before you hit the shot or go up to the ball and see it, you know, like kind of what your odds are based on your last 3000 shots you've hit. Right. So just be like whoever said it, just be honest with yourself. That's the main thing. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm there in, are, there are times where you can do it and you know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If don't I, completely eliminate those shots. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. if I'm in the left trees, but I do have an opening where if I hit a draw, yeah, it's exactly, going to be fine. Exactly. I know yeah, myself, exactly. I hit that draw naturally. I can hit that shot. But if I was on the right side of the fairway and you're like, I'm going to hit a cut. I'm fucked. Yeah, you're yeah. done. So but you up. still try to hit it. Yeah, I, oh, I off the tree. still do. I'm usually, <laughs> well, back I'm usually Depends where I am in the round. Like I might be, I might be three or four drinks deep, but and that's dictating the shots. But true. Yeah, just yeah, just uh, like you said, your bogey's bogey's okay. It's, it's not bad, but anything bogey's okay. And be honest with yourself. Anything worse is like just take your medicine at times and just Fuck, you'll you'll hurt. notice. You'll notice, Triple like, hurt. probably th- three to four shots off your golf game on any given day. Uh, I like it. I can't day. wait to golf. We're so close. Yeah, so, so close to golf. So uh, close to golf. To uh, backtrack a bit, sorry for, uh, like, going ballistic on you. It's like you built the stadium is how mad we got at you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was just saying it was kind of cool. It was like you pissed away billions of dollars. Yeah. I All thought right. it was kind of cool. But. Okay, it's late. We, uh, yeah. we got a gold medal game we should be watching right now, or soon. Yeah. What's happening? Is there Just, Olympics or something on right now? The women's. This will be the only part of the Olympics I'll watch. Yeah, I'll watch. I will not. Okay. Well, Kyle, Kyle Campbell, shout out if Kyle listens to the pod. His sister Kristen's playing that. Somebody. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, shout out to that's, that. That's a pretty cool act. That's big. There's a like, somebody from Delarain or somewhere as well? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Is it Dodds or is it? Uh, this is how bad we No, we're idiots. Anyway, shout out to the girls. Hopefully it's a uh, gold medal by the time this comes out. We'll see what happens. Good luck to them this evening. Uh, but that's it for tonight. We'll peace out of here. As we usually do. Love you, boys. Later. Peace. See you, fellas. Love you, boys.